0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Amen, let's clap our hands and thank Him for His grace and His mercy. Today, in a random moment, in prayer for someone that I love very much and a family that I love very much had contacted me and been praying uh, that she has cancer and it was sort of came out of nowhere and, and um, they're doing some treatments and things to uh, see where it's going to go. And I was pondering on it today and randomly pondering on that about to go to prayer. As, as, as I do when I'm praying, uh, sensitivity in the Lord is just part of my personality. is I like old songs. You too, Sister Ross. An old song came to me, and when it came to me, uh, I was overwhelmed in the presence of God. And it was simply, "I've got a feeling. everything's going to be all right. And I started singing it in my spirit. It was like the fountain of the deep began to open up in my heart. I've got a feeling, everything. Somebody shout everything. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've got a feeling, everything's gonna be all right. How many believe that? Oh, I've got a feeling, everything's gonna be all right oh i've got a feeling everything's gonna be all right be all right gonna be all right gonna be all right oh help me sing now well i Oh, got a feeling everything's gonna be all right oh i I've got a feeling everything's gonna be alright. Oh, I've got a feeling everything's gonna be alright. Gonna be alright. Be alright. Gonna be alright. Oh, I the Lord here right now. Yeah. Well, God told Moses, "Lead my people out." oh Pharaoh's heart was hardened so he showed him the route he chased them all down to the red sea shore he thought he wasn't gonna have to worry about moses anymore but moses stretched his rod out over the sea and god answered moses with a gentle little breeze i can see moses now with a smile on his face oh cheering god's people of his gentle grace well and i Oh God, a feeling. Hey. and hell had a ball. The devils were rejoicing. They thought they had won the war. But soon they would not be laughing anymore. On that resurrected morning when the sun woke up the earth, the caverns of the deep, they opened up to give birth to a resurrected Savior with healing in his wings. Arise, God, children. Arise and sing, more. and hell had a ball. Oh, the devils, they were rejoicing. They thought they had won the war. But soon they would not be laughing anymore. On that resurrected morning when the sun woke up the earth, the caverns of the deep, they opened up to give birth to a resurrected Savior with healing in his wings. Oh, arise, God's children. Arise. Be the choir, all right? No music. I've. Every. Oh, I've. Come on, sing it like you need it. Everything's. Yeah. Got a feeling. Oh, everything's gonna be. come on look at four or five people and say i've got a feeling i've got a feeling everything's gonna be all right somebody shout out i've got a feeling i like the old songs the mighty god is jesus the prince of peace is he the everlasting father the king eternally the wonderful in wisdom by whom our things are made the fullness of the godhead and jesus is displayed oh it's all in him it's all in him the fullness of the godhead it's all in him yes it's all in him oh it's all in him the mighty god is jesus and it's all sing it with me it's all in him it's all in Him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in Him. Oh, it's all. Yes, it's all in Him. Oh, the mighty God is Jesus, and it's all. Clap your hands and praise Him. How I many know there's a name like no other? It's the incomparable name of Jesus Christ. Come on, clap your hands and shout. Clap your hands and shout to the Lord of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus the book of john chapter four tonight i'm going to preach to you about this mighty god let me know he's the healer of all diseases yes sir he's the savior of our soul thank god for what he's doing people getting the holy ghost in our services People being healed in our services, being delivered and set free in our services. Amen. People being repenting, amen, giving their life to the Lord. In John chapter 4, reading with verse 4, and it says, And he must needs go through Samaria. He was not taking a shortcut because of Jesus was some practical traveler. But we find that when he got to Samaria, Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. It was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. Amen. I'm thirsty tonight. Anybody else? I'm glad I got my water with me. Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria to him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask that drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If thou knewest the gift of God, who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink thou would have asked of him and he would have given thee living water the woman in verse 15 says the woman saith unto him sir give give me this water that I thirst not neither come hither to draw Jesus saith unto her go call thy husband and come hither the woman answered and said I have no husband Jesus said unto her thou hast well said I have no husband for thou hast had five husbands My goodness. Five. He didn't just say you've had some husbands. He told her exactly how many husbands she had had. And he whom thou now hast is not yours. That's trouble right there. You've had five and the one you're with isn't even your husband. In that sayest thou truly, meaning you say you have no husband. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive thou art a prophet. My, I think you're a prophet. And uh, Jesus talked to her for a while. And she started talking about her spirituality. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and ye say, speaking of the Jews, that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor Yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship, you know not what. You worship, but you don't know what you're worshiping. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. I want everybody to say, I want to be a true worshiper. I want to be a true worshiper. Amen. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he has come, he will tell us all these things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee, and am he. I am the Messiah, he said. I am that Christ. And uh, watch what happens. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou or what talkest thou with her? The woman, when, the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city. I'd like to preach to you for a few moments on you can leave your pot behind. Mm. You can leave. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. You know I'm preaching in Zanesville when y'all laughing about that. Amen. <laughs> Subtitle Mary Jane Don't Belong in the Church. Amen. Amen. Praise (laughs) God. Look at your neighbor and say you can leave your pop behind. (laughs) Come to the altar. Amen. Let's let's leave it behind. Oh my lands. If you've got it with you right now in this building, I've got your number right now. Praise (laughs) God. Amen. You can leave your pop behind. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen. (laughs) How we go on from here? Conviction's in the building. <laughs> I, I do want to say that Jesus, in all of his wisdom, he was God manifest in the flesh. I believe the scripture, when it says he was Emmanuel, Emmanuel being interpreted God with us. Certainly we believe he was the son of God. Manifestation of The Spirit of God. When He was on the earth, we get to see the invisible God displayed for through human flesh. Amen. And with that, you see compassion and mercy and grace and love. How many times does it say? And he was moved by compassion to help some person in need or Uh, walked into a graveyard and set someone free that had been dead for four days and scripture says stinketh by now. One miracle after another. To see somebody hungry, to see somebody broken, when he would see it, something moved within him. I would say to you tonight, don't ever think God's moved away from you. He's, in the scripture, moving towards you. When he sees your need, there's a verse that says the Lord is nigh unto them, that's a King James Version, of near unto them that are of a broken heart. He saveth such such, be of a contrite spirit. And in John 4, we see it displayed and personified in the way he approaches this person of sin, this person of failure, this person of shame. They tell me, I haven't studied it myself, but I've heard it preached over my 44 years of being in church services, Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesdays and conferences. Somewhere I heard a preacher say that that the woman was coming at noon to draw water because she couldn't have drawn water with the women in the morning or the evening when typically the women would draw water because of her lifestyle. And certainly that having five husbands, she had a view about her that, that was not viewed on very good. And she had to come in the heat of the day because she wouldn't have been welcomed in the cool of the day. It appears that even as a Samaritan that, that she wasn't accepted among her, own, among her own people. But clearly it says, Jesus said, he must needs go through Samaria. There was something, something in him that knew she was going to be there before he got there. It's just like when he told Nathaniel, and, and uh, wasn't it Philip that talked about Nathaniel? and he, when Nathaniel showed up he said, I saw you today. I saw you under the fig tree. Whatever was on Nathaniel's mind, Jesus had it on his mind. And this woman that is there and how many times, I mean John, at the end of John, he says so many more miracles were done than, than these that the earth couldn't contain the things about him. You know, you, the, the books couldn't contain everything he did. We, we, only, get, we only get snapshots of moments of his, of his three and a half years of ministry. And there were so many miracles. But it appears to me he allowed specific ones to be chosen so it would apply to our day and our time. And I say to you that, that he must needs come through Zanesville. He must needs come through 1365 Chamberlain Street. He must needs come to the crock house. He, he must needs come to the prison cell. He, he must needs come to the place where you are. And I'm reminded that John that spoke about his love like Noah the disciple. He said, don't ever forget, he said this statement, you didn't choose him, he chose you. And, we hear the story that he talks about the good Samaritan and a, a parallel I believe in here even in this situation that he went to where the broken man was and he went to him and found him beaten and left half dead. I, I want you to know that Jesus doesn't wait on you to get it all together to reach out his arm to you. The Bible says he, he picked me up up out of a horrible pit and out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock and he established my goings. What that saying is, when nobody else could get to where you were, he came to where you were to pick you up and get you to where you cannot get all by yourself. Come on, his arm is not short that he cannot save, his eye is not dim that he cannot see, his ear is not dull that he cannot hear. Come on, I hear the voice of the old prophet saying tonight, Is there anything to hard for the lord i come to tell you you're not too far it's not too far gone for jesus to fix it for jesus to heal it somebody shout amen he must needs to go it would appear he was looking from a point of of perspective and and breaking down the scripture you would say well he had to go that way because he knew the well was there he sent his disciples grocery shopping. He could have went with them. He, he did not come to, to Samaria because there is a well. He came to the well because there was gonna be a woman. He was coming there because there was a need that was there. And that is why we have tried to do what we do in the different cities and, and different countries is because if we can just get somebody to take Jesus there in the gospel, Somebody's gonna be there that needs what Jesus has. And I know it's Wednesday, but can I remind you, everything we need is still all in him. Everything that we need, I still believe if you need joy, you're going to get it in him. If you need peace, you're going to get it in him. Come on, if you need healing, you can get it in him. Everything you need, you can get inside of him. I'm telling you, he'll put it all back together again. He's the master carpenter, he's able. Somebody shout, it's all in him. All in him. The Bible says in him, Colossians 2 and 9, in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and we are complete. Whatever is, is missing from your life you can find in Jesus Christ. And here it is, this woman he's sitting on the well. He is wearied with his journey because he was God manifest in the flesh. He he deity that took on flesh. He he was wearied, he was tired, he was hungry. We see those attributes in the scripture. That's right. That's right. He 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 took on those things and I'm reminded just for a moment, just a a snapshot at Calvary is that when he was on the cross, he was thirsty. And when they offered him drink, he refused it. He denied it. Why? So you could have it. He became thirsty so he could satisfy your thirst. He became broken so he could satisfy and put your life back together. He took a crown of thorns to heal the mind. Amen. He became broken so you could be healed. I preached to you today that, that here he is and he's sitting on the well and, 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 and Jesus sees a woman coming and I believe he knew she was coming. Look at your neighbor and say, they're on the way. They're on the way. There's thirsty women on the way. There's thirsty children on the way. Come on, there, there's thirsty men on the way. There's thirsty backsliders on the way. They drank all they can drink. Is that good English? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. They, they've drank all that they can consume. They've taken in everything they can. There's a moment that it won't satisfy anymore. You can't make enough money. You can't take enough vacations. You can't do enough to satisfy all of a sudden you become empty you you you've extinguished every resource in your life and it's there it's available but It doesn't do anything for you. The Bible says they'll drink and not be satisfied. They'll eat and not be filled. They'll make money. It'll be in a bag that has holes in it. There's a moment in everybody's life that you can't satisfy you and the world can't satisfy you. And Jesus knew that this woman had reached a point in her life that she can no longer be satisfied with the things of this world. And he shows up and sits right where she's about to come. I do believe God's setting this world up for a place that's gonna need him like never before and we better be ready to offer him the name that's, them the name that's above every name. (laughs) Can I tell you in this building right now that when she came to the well, Jesus asked her the question. He didn't wait on her to get involved in the conversation. He started the conversation. and He knew why he was there. And he looked at her and said, give me the drink. She looks at him. She probably had a little attitude. You know what I'm talking about. Who do you think you are? Jew. Jesus might have had locks. I'm not sure, possibly. You could have looked at him and knew he was a Jew because probably more than likely he would have had locks that would have curled down because it was one of the laws, the Jews. Talking about from the temple to the temple. You, you would have looked at him and knew that his, his attire, his demeanor, you could have seen that he was a Jew. And she said, she said, she said to him with a little attitude, look at your neighbor say, we got a little attitude. Watch what she says. She said, how is it that thou, being a Jew, being a Jew, ask a drink of me, which I'm a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings. She said, here I am, a Samaritan, and you're talking to me. Jews don't talk to Samaritan people. She's like, let's talk about this for a minute. This is out of the character for the Jews because we we are Jews that mixed with heathen tribes, and so we've been pushed aside. If you want to throw off on somebody that day, you say, you Samaritan. That's what a Jew would say. They want to down somebody. They, They call them Samaritan. Here Jesus is, and all of his infinite wisdom and perfection. He was never afraid of a sinner with his holiness because he knew he can't be defiled by their uncleanness. But when they touch him, they always become holy. That's the power of true holiness. Is not the fear of the sin. Amen, because holiness is more powerful than sin. Can you say amen? And when she's there and he's in conversation with her, and, and 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 she said, Who who do you think you are? And Jesus answered and said to her, If thou knewest, if the community only realized what's here, they're going to know if they only realized who is in the building. When we start singing those songs and you feel the goosebumps running up and down your arms and your neck and your hair starts standing up on the back of your head. If if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that said to thee, give me the drink, thou would have asked of him and he would have given thee living water. And and, and he just looks at her and he said, if you only knew who you're talking to right now. And and she responds, the woman said to him, sir. Sir. Thou has nothing to draw with and the well is deep. I'm talking about, she had a little smart aleck part of it. Hold on a minute, you gonna give me the drink? You don't even have a, a pitcher. Where is your rope? And you're talking about gonna satisfy me? I'm telling you what. she is challenging what he's trying to do. From whence then hast thou that living water? He's, and look at it, mean, I mean, she's letting him have it. Art thou greater than our father Jacob? Which gave us the well and drank thereof himself. Don't you realize whose well you're sitting on? This isn't just any well, this is Israel's well. He drank from this well. And hold on a minute. You're talking about give me a little. So are you greater than our father Jacob? She had no clue who she was talking to. He wasn't only greater than her father Jacob. He was greater than Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the ancient of days. Amen. Come on. He was 33 and a half years old on his mama's side, but. He always was and always will be on the father's side. Amen. He got thirsty on his mama's side, but he is the well on his father's side. I come to preach to you right now if she only knew who she was talking to. It wasn't just another prophet, just another man, just somebody else in the lineage of the Hebrew people. He was God manifest in the flesh, sitting at her well, trying to make a difference in her life. If you only realize at a church service what was really going on here, He is not just sending a breath. He's not just sending a wind. He's we sing about the rain. It, it, it causes us to understand Him. But when He comes, it is God Himself that shows up service after service in here. Quit saying it's emotionalism and start realizing who's sitting on your well. The Bible says He inhabits the praises of His people, and when we start lifting Him up he said if you lift me up he said I will draw all men unto me I come to preach to you on a Wednesday it's not just emotion it is his presence and where the spirit of the Lord is there's a liberty there's power I come to tell you on a Wednesday you can be healed because he's in the building he's right here right now I come to preach to you right now when he's moving and you feel that I'll never forget as long as I live the story I heard and it went something like this. Praise and worship went on. The preacher started preaching, and God began to move in that building. And when God began to move in that building, people just, you know, went through the motions of this. And Brother John, Brother Dennis, they just went through the motions. First time guest was there after service. And y'all heard me tell it many times. First time guest is there. She walks up to the pastor after service, and altar service is sort of going on, and she's shaking and she's crying. She, he said, How can I help you? Come on, you know what it's like? Heart feels like it's about to bust you. was the last time you looked at your neighbor and say, you feel that? We don't because we're used to it. We're used to it. We only notice it when it's not here. And a first time guest, our worst services are better than their best. Let me put it this way. Our worst services are better than their best days. Better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. Come on. And that's why on Wednesday, we can say it's just Wednesday. I'm just gonna sit, I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna wait till we go because I got work tomorrow and we could come in and the king of glory can walk into the building and he has intentions. He he said from heaven, I must needs go through 1365 Chamberlain Street to the anchor. Somebody there tonight needs only what I can give them. They're tired of the drug, they're tired of the alcohol, they're tired of the broken family, They're tired of the mess they're living in. Come on now, it might be a Wednesday to you, but it's eternity to them. It might just be another service to you, but is the King of glory gonna change somebody? I preach to you right now. I don't want Wednesday night just to be another service. Well, Pastor, I didn't feel God was doing Dave Ramsey. I don't think I did either, amen. Be seated a minute. Try to do it a little practical for a period of time. We tried it, the prayer took over. Are you with me? Because you gotta have practical, spiritual, and love in the church. And we're trying to be practical in that. But we felt to get back to this because when we started praying, God started revealing, God started bringing things to us. We just need to keep praying, went into 21 days of prayer. And I said, we're gonna cancel Wednesday night and just pray, I'm glad we did. You're glad we did. Hey, and for all those watching online that thought it was going to be another, you know, you know, I'll explain. Come next Wednesday, it's going to be a powerful service again. Amen. I'm glad that we did. Dave Ramsey, don't discredit. I'm not discrediting that. Please understand. But when you start praising and you show up and the word is preached, get ready. The King's coming. Let me word it this way: If you feel him, it is not an accident. you Feel his touch. It is not an accident. He said, Where two or three are gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst of him. I don't care if you've been touched a thousand times, you need it again. I don't care if you felt him a thousand times, you need him all over again. Amen. Woo! Somebody shout glory! glory. She said, Stranger dusty stranger dusty stranger with dust all over you and your flip flops you got your sandals and you your robe you don't even have a rope you don't have anything to draw water with are you greater you know what she was saying who do you think you are if she only knew, I, I wish I could portray it in a way that if you only knew on a Wednesday night what was in the building. Do yeah. you know what the Bible says? I've been praying for you, Sister Vicky. I've been covering you in prayer, losing, losing you, your dad. I, I've been covering you in prayer. But where the word of the King is, there's power. When we have a word from the Lord, it backs up. Come on. And if we realize what is in the building tonight, we wouldn't treat Sunday service or Wednesday night just another day of the week. He's in the building. I can feel my created nature feeling the origin from the creator in the building. And the woman says to the preacher, What what is this? What, What is this? Oh, what's wrong? I don't know, but I can't stop crying. I can't stop trembling. And he so confidently looked at her and he said, he said to her, he said, you're feeling the Holy Ghost. And she said, And he said, it's the presence of God. And she said, why isn't anybody else crying? Why isn't anybody else trembling? You know why? Because we get used to him sitting in our living room. Now you think I'm getting on you, I'm just trying to help you. We get used to him sitting in the church service. We get used to him in the building, and we can go through an entire service and sing and not sing to him. Raise our hands and not acknowledge him. I'm, you know what I'm talking about. I wanna get to every service that I'm looking for him. I've got expectation of what he's gonna do. Come on, and where he is, anything can happen. Amen. Praise God, the Bible says, <laughs> woo, I I, 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 need a, I need a few more minutes. In the book of Isaiah, I feel like preaching right now. The Bible says in Isaiah 12 and one, In that day, thou shalt say, O Lord. Somebody shout, O Lord. Lord. I will praise thee. That was awful week. On a Wednesday night. Somebody shout, I will praise thee. Though thou was angry with me, thine anger is turned away and thou comfortest me. Somebody shout forgiveness. And then the prophet writes. Y'all not ready for this? Because it's Wednesday. Are you ready for this? Watch what the prophet says. Behold. Lift your head up. Look at your neighbor and say, behold. Y'all know what that means? Look up. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Woo. This is not a verse. In the Jewish synagogues, this is the verse. You go to the Jewish synagogues, you're gonna find in there, in there they're gonna have this verse. Isaiah 12 and two, Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. And oh, Brother Urshan, amen. Oh, Brother Nathaniel Urshan, when he was over there with a rabbi in Israel, he saw the inscription on the wall. He said, I want you to read that to me. And that, read that, I want you to put that in the English language as we would know it. He said, can't do it. He said, no, 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 I want you to tell me what it says, that, that Hebrew phrase where it says, Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become, he said, can't do it. He said, just whisper it in my ear. And he leaned down and he said, it says like this, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my Jesus. When you're talking about Jehovah-Jireh, you're talking about the one sitting on your well. When you're talking about Jehovah-Shalom, you're talking about the one sitting on your well. When you talk about jehovah Rapha and Sikhanu, the Lord is my banner. Come on, the banner over me is love. That's who shows up on a Wednesday night. Amen. I come to tell you, he is your strength. He'll become your song. Somebody shall glory. And the next verse, she goes on just a little bit further. Help me preach for a minute. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of Jesus. Therefore, with joy, you shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. When the bottle doesn't work, when the relationship is broken, when everything's going wrong, I come to tell you, they can wheel you into an operating room and bid you farewell. And you can get a drink out of that well just at the mere mention of his name. At the name of Jesus, you can drink from the well. I said, at the name of Jesus, you can get a drink. Somebody shout, Jesus. Jesus. Come on, say it like you mean it. Jesus. Shall Jesus. Shout Jesus. Jesus. Woo. Jesus means Jehovah has come down to save me. That's what the name Jesus means. The God of the Old Testament. The Jesus of the New Testament. Somebody shout, glory. glory. Now, let's read it calm because y'all feeling real calm right now. I'm not. I've been alone with the Lord today. He took me into places I haven't been in a while. I've been in other rooms and places in the kingdom of prayer. But today he took me to a powerful place. An old place. A place I I had many years and years ago as a young, young man. Went into a place today and 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 praised my way all the way into that place. And I want you to understand. Look at what it says. Look at what it says. Therefore with joy. I want you to just say it with me, therefore, Therefore, with joy shall you draw water water out of the wells of of salvation. I'm going to give you a little revelation, are you ready? Do you know what the word hello is in the Pentecostal church? It's praise the Lord, did you hear me? When you walk into a church people say, praise the Lord. What that really means is hello, (laughs) are you all with me right now? I think the next time somebody says praise the Lord to me, I'm just gonna go, woo. Well, shake them up. My God, Pastor, what are you doing? You said praise the Lord. Amen. He said, In that day. In what day? In what day? When Jehovah becomes your song, when Jehovah becomes your strength, when Jehovah becomes your salvation. When Jehovah becomes your well, when Jehovah praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name, somebody shout, his name name is exalted. And Jesus responds to her at the well when she said, are thou greater than our father? And he said, Jesus answered and said to her, whosoever drinketh of this water is going to thirst again. I drank up a few minutes ago. I'm dying of thirst right now. I'm thirsty because that's temporary. Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him. Everybody say, shall never thirst. Whew, shall never thirst. Fixed, healed, satisfied, and content. He said, but the water that I shall give him shall be... At the church on Sunday morning. Well, I lost you somewhere in this. By the well, I took some of you back there by Isaiah, and you're still sitting back there. You got to get back in the New Testament with you right now. Let's get let's get to the well. Are you at the well? Do you do, do you have your, do you have your sandals on? See, that's some of your problem. You reading? Yeah, I got my fi- I got my I got my chapter in. No, you can't do that. Here, let me tell you what to do. Lay your Bible down and jump off the side of your bed and fall down into the scripture. And when your feet hit the dusty roads, watch the dust, dust say, "Poof!" open your eyes and look around. And read the context of the scripture as if you are there. I promise you, your Bible reading will come alive become a part of the story. I inch my way sometimes, sit beside the disciples at the table, just lean my ear in and see what he's saying. I'm talking about his word is ever present. And watch what it says. It says that whosoever drinketh the water and, 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 and but whosoever drinketh the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up in everlasting life. And the woman said unto him, sir, I want it. Everybody shout give me to drink. She said, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come here to the draw. She opens up and says, I need it. I need something more than this. I need something more than the well. I'm drinking everything I can out of this well. I'm drinking everything I can out of the pot. The pot comes empty and leaves with something temporary in it. She comes with a pot. I, I've been to Guatemala and the group is there now and, and uh, in Guatemala, and I've been there. I've watched them have water pots on their head, carry them on their shoulders coming from the lake to go back and take it to drink. I, I've been there when in the jungle of Guatemala. Here they come. And everybody take your hand up and hold the pot. Amen. Are y'all with me now? Not, not hold it in your pocket, and you know what I'm talking about, but you got it up here. You shouldn't be vaping it either. Amen. God have mercy. I'm rambling right now. Oh, pastor, it's okay, it's, it's, it's liquid now. Oh. What are you trying to satisfy that empty spot with? What are you trying to help you get to sleep with? What are you trying to help you get satisfied? I'll come to tell you, if we're not careful, we come to church with a, a pot that doesn't satisfy. We try to get out of the church, what won't satisfy? I'm not trying to give you temporary wisdom. I'm trying to give you something that, that that will never dry up, that will always be available. And he looks at her with her water pot on her shoulder and he says, woman, if you drink of this water, you're going to thirst again. You're going to have to come back to this well. He said, but the water that I shall give you shall be in you. It's down deep on the inside. It's like a geyser. That's why when it comes up, it spews out with praise and worship and sometimes in a heavenly language. How many of you know you get that Holy Ghost down on the inside? Oh my. And watch what it says. And it says, he, she said, give me the water. And he looks at her and he said, she's, she's wanting it. She wants the drink of this water. And he said, go get your husband. Oh. I have no husband. He said, You know what she's thinking when she said that? you know what she's thinking? I have no husband. Dusty stranger with dust all over you. I ain't got a husband. And he says to her, Thou hast well said I have no husband. She thought. He said, You've had five. And the one you now have isn't yours. She said, I perceive you're a prophet. The guard is down, her life's exposed. Can I say to everybody in this building, don't ever forget that he knew where she had been and he still offered her the well of living water. you know why we go to the jails because they're looking for what we have every sunday morning sunday night and wednesday come on the reason we go up and down the streets because they're looking quit judging the crack addict quit judging the drug addict quit judging the alcoholic and realize they're just looking for something they're looking come on let's stand our feet clap our hands and thank god we have we have what they're looking for Somewhere in every human being there's an empty spot that when God was forming man from the dust of the ground before he took his hands out of his physical body, he reached down and put a divot down to that man. And it's a cup. Everybody hold up your cup. And that cup inside of you calls a longing for only its origin. The deep calls to the deep. That's why religion is prominent. Atheism is fake. They'll spend a lifetime trying to prove it's not real. If it's not real, who cares? But there's something down deep within a person that's longing beside for something besides what you can see because the scripture plainly says that which is seen is temporal, that which is not seen is eternal. Your spouse can't satisfy you. I don't care how many anniversary trips you take. I don't care how much intimacy you have. I don't care how much money you make. It will never satisfy that belong. Doesn't matter how wealthy, how promoted you get in life. You can't own enough or have enough or smoke enough or drink enough, pop it enough. You can't get enough of it. And they're dying by the hundreds of thousands trying to satisfy something that is reserved for one, and it's Him. Because He said, I will be in you. He has a conversation with her and starts talking about worship and when she says, but we're, we're looking. We're looking. I, I think it's maybe out of context, but the principle's there. We're looking for Messiah. We're looking for Christ. I think that she was looking in the wrong areas trying to find Him. But when He said, I am He, I ah, that's speaking to the He. Am He. You know what our prayer needs to be for the next week? Jesus Will you start talking to the people at the well? Come on, I've been praying prayers, big prayers. But God, would you start whispering in the ear of the wayward saint? I'm gonna preach this Sunday. A message Sunday, I want you all to be here and be praying for me. I feel a word from the Lord. How that's speaking to thee and he. and and The Bible says that, when you said this, the woman then left her water pot. Once she left, somehow she was so excited. I don't need this anymore. And so here you, if I can paint the picture, she runs off. And Jesus, there's Jesus, there's a well, and there's pot. You're welcome. The thing that was trying to satisfy can be left with him. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only he can heal your heart and make you whole. He'll give you peace you never knew you joy and happiness too only jesus can satisfy your soul only jesus only jesus only jesus not church attendance jesus not ministry, Jesus. You gotta not just be in the building, Jesus. At some point you gotta get up in the well and say, Lord, that's you that I want. Yeah. This altar's open for somebody that says, I'm gonna get a drink out of the well. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room right now. Been a little dry lately. Come on, don't wait on anybody preaching to the saints tonight. I'm preaching to the faithful tonight. I'm going to get a renewing of the Lord. I'm coming with my hands lifted. I'm going to let Jehovah feel my cup. I'm going to lay some things down, That other stuff won't satisfy. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church podcast.